This podcast is part of Heal at Home Moms. Erin and I are two doctors of physical therapy, and we created this online program of exercise and education to help moms know how to heal their own bodies after they have a baby. So you can learn more at healathomemoms.com, and you can save 30% on the program with a discount code MOMCAST30. That's MOMCAST30, all caps. Hey, this is Jenna from Heal at Home Moms. Um, I am so excited that I just got to talk with Jennifer from Kids Eat in Color. And um, she's a registered dietitian, and she really focuses on how to help your family and your children um, practically and simply get some healthy food into their diet. So I know I learned several things that I am doing that I would like to improve on. And then I also had some nice affirmation about some things that we are doing well. Um, So if you want to learn some of the same tips, take a listen. So Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much, Jenna. It's so great to be here. Um, yeah, so here we are in COVID, and all we're all like at home and sheltered in place. How are you guys? Are you hanging in there with two kids? And yes, I mean we are sheltering in place. <laughs> I, I saw it's your a, yeah challenge for sure. <laughs> I saw your cute little video where your boys were like, "This has been too long. Like, I want to get yeah. out of the house." Like he's like basically like yeah, <laughs> throwing a little tantrum. I was I can relate. That's. Um, oh, for sure. My two-year-old recently has been, he has a new saying where he's like, I want to go home. And he just says that over and Aww. over again. And I'm like, baby, we literally can't leave home. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so I think he means like, like, you want to go home, but I want to leave home. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're like, we're in the house. And I'm like, you mean you want to go anywhere but home? <laughs> like, what do you right. mean? So, um, but yes, I mean, one of the cool things, I guess, about uh, COVID has been just, I feel like I've, my kids have started to help me cook a little bit more, some of my older children. So I have a seven, mm-hmm. a daughter that turned five yesterday, and then a two-year-old. Oh, well, happy birthday to her. I know. She was so sweet. And she unfortunately did ask for all the cheese and all the sugar. So we did that yesterday for her birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to say that some of the things that I love about your page and your posts um, is the positivity that you put to things. Um, I love how I feel like your advice for parents and their children is just, you always find like an uplifting way to discuss it, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like so many of the messages beat us down as moms. I don't need any more of that in my own life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to put that any more of that out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, it's very true. And I know that I know even for me, which, um, your advice is so helpful and all the things on your um, site. But um, I know my first child molded a lot better than my second when it comes to nutrition and some of the things that she enjoys eating. Um, so mm-hmm. it, I really loved also the post where you had that, like, basically, if you're, what your children eat doesn't, doesn't define you as a parent, which I think mm-hmm. is a really freeing thing to have, especially a registered dietitian tell you as a mother where you're yeah. like, okay, we can do our best, but it's not like I'm a failure or, you know, a success purely based on this, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like raising kids, right? I mean, I'm no expert. Mm-hmm. I only have two and they're still young, but um, I imagine they're going to grow up and I will have done my best and hopefully they turn out okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Parenting certainly has a role in that, but also they're their own people. 
you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. My first child loves protein and meat, by the way. And then my second, I swear, is just a natural born vegetarian. She, yeah, she's like, she sees meat and she's like, yo, that's an animal. <laughs> and it's, right. I mean, that's just yes. in her, right? So I didn't mm-hmm. have any say in either of my kids' preferences when it comes to that. So I guess right. my job right. then is to find healthy ways to get them the nutrition that they need within mm-hmm. those preferences. Um, yeah, we can't really force people to like things. In fact, I've, if you look into the research, kids who are forced to eat things, uh, I mean, many adults, you talk to them and you're like, did your parents ever force you to eat something? And anybody who has ever forced has, they get this look in their face and they're like, oh my gosh, my parents forced me to eat this this food and I can't touch it. I can't look at it. I can't, I will never eat it again. I don't like it. I hate it. You know, and it just mm-hmm. brings up this really visceral reaction of, of being forced to do something like against what your body wanted. And I feel like it's, it's the least that we can do to offer our kids the ability to make the decision about what they decide to chew and swallow. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, all, all, I mean, all kids, want to have a choice in some things. So I love that you talk about ways to lay that out for them. So I guess for, so we have moms of all ages listening to this podcast, but I think that especially right Mm -hmm. now, we probably have a lot of new moms. Um, Mm -hmm. So could we start with maybe some advice for, because I know a lot of people are overwhelmed. They're like, I want obviously my kids to eat like healthy food, to have a good palate, to get their nutrition. Um, But how do I actually... Like, what's a great way to start that off with really young children? So say, not necessarily nursing, but when they start foods, do you have certain advice for moms at that stage? Yeah. So basically, what I would say is, you know, you can follow a a method if you want. So you could do, quote, puree feeding, or you could do baby blood weaning, which is gaining in popularity. But you don't have to do those things. And if you're extremely overwhelmed, so I had depression, I had anxiety after my first baby. Um, mm. I had, a, I mean, my kid was like kind of a nightmare, but I didn't oh. even know it. Yeah. I didn't even know that a lot of moms can't leave the house with their baby because the kid screamed bloody murder in the car seat and I just couldn't, I yeah. couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, so I was not up for like researching the best method for weaning my child. What I focused on then as a dietitian, I was like, well, I should probably kind of look into this, right? Um, (laughs) What I focused on then was basically what am I supposed to do as the parent here uh, to make sure my kid is getting what they need? So as far as food goes, you want to make sure right away they have a good iron source. That's the most important thing from a nutritional perspective Mm -hmm. in those early days of weaning. And the World Health Organization actually recommends meat as a first food for for, um, infants. And that's because it's high in iron, zinc, and vitamin A, which are are the nutrients that a lot of of infants are deficient in around Mm -hmm. the world. So... Now, for families who are vegetarian, that's obviously a problem. You don't have to do that. You can also serve iron-rich foods that with a vitamin C source and be really intentional about all meals and snacks as you move into the feeding thing. Um, it goes from one meal to all of a sudden maybe three meals and maybe you know two or three snacks a day. Um, 
So you can be a vegetarian. You don't have to use meat, but that is a recommendation. And um, that's just the nutrition side. But so much more important than that is learning to think about variety Mm. and your role and their role. So we always want to focus on variety from the beginning with kids. Yeah. A variety of flavors, a variety of textures, a variety of foods. The advice used to be, you know, one food, wait three days, introduce another food, wait three days. Because they're That's super actually, scared about allergies, basically, right? Yeah, that was the mentality. <laughs> right. But now we know more about allergies and more, know more about feeding kids. And now it's just, you can start with four foods and then switch them up the next day. It doesn't even matter. So basically, the larger the number of foods and and textures that are safe for your child, the better. Yeah. over the course of their of their babyhood. And that's where um, baby low weaning has some strength because they do encourage variety of texture and flavor. Awesome. But you can still do this with purees and you can do a mixture of purees and self-feeding. My dear child, the very first time I fed him, my next little bit of banana with breast milk, which is actually a first food I would never recommend to anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> just being honest, that's what I did. Like you said, um, I mean, he seems to turn out okay. So that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, he grabbed the spoon, he put it in his own mouth, and from that point on, he pretty much was in charge of feeding himself. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I kind of did some pureed foods, I did the, you know, um, non-pureed foods. It didn't really matter as long as he was in charge of whether he ate it and how much, and I was in charge of providing the food, providing the place that he ate, and providing meal times. So the mm. big transition and something I always like to alert new moms to is you go from demand feeding your infant to feeding food on a schedule. And yes. that is something that trips up a lot of parents. They're like, oh, I demand fed my infant. I should demand feed food. No. Okay. We demand feed breast milk because infants are just learning, you know, they're infants. Um they're still infants at six months, but when we move on to food, then we move on to a schedule. Like we have a lunch time, we have a snack time, we have a dinner time. And yeah. when you're weaning, you start with just one meal or one snack and you slowly, you know, phase things out. And by the time they're about one, they're having three meals and a snack maybe. So or I, three meals or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So I love that. I have to say that um my two oldest girls are usually in school and with, you know, schools closed down a while ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was finding it to be an issue where they basically asked for food all day. Um, yeah. You know, just all day. And I was like, okay, we're, I actually wrote on a whiteboard. I was like, at this time we have breakfast at this time you get a snack, right? This time yeah. lunch, this time, another snack, and then here's dinner. And when I wrote that out, they not only ate better meals, but they, like stopped asking me all day and it actually was really great. Right. <laughs> so Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. So I love well, that. So you're great. kind I of suggesting oh that. Gosh, I love yeah. it when they learn to tell time. <laughs> I know. Well, to be fair, my oldest helps. She's like, it's not, it's not a yeah. uh, snack time yet, Mira. It's like, look, it's not nine o'clock. Yeah. So right. yeah. Um, I love that. Awesome. So yeah, getting them on a schedule. Um, what about as kids get older, um, I feel like for me, my struggle has been that I did a pretty good job with my first. And as I got multiples, um, it got more overwhelming Mm -hmm. to keep up some of the things that I had done with one um, to do with multiple children and our lives got busier. And again, I feel like there's a lot of 
dietitians that say great advice, but it's maybe not doable. And one of the things that I love about your message is that you create things so doable and practical for moms. So first of all, thank you. Yeah, because I'm like a real mom. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the other thing was is I had depression for a really long time. And guess how much energy I had for feeding my family? Yeah. Like zero. So I, I'm very much in touch with how like completely out of energy you can be and Mm. still be the one who's supposed to be putting the food on the table. It can be really overwhelming, especially if you were, you know, the sort of person who's like, I'm I'm getting by, I'm doing fine. But then all of a sudden you have the baby and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for their nutrition too. That just seems like a big weight that I have to carry and, and a big responsibility and maybe you feel scared about it or then maybe your child isn't eating or whatever. Um, so what I found for my family was basically, you know, we do one meal. That's it. I do not, you know, short order cooking is not something that we do. I always make sure there's, you know, at least a food, one food that um, everybody is pretty comfortable with. Oh yeah. And then beyond that, can you, dive, sorry, can you dive a little bit more into that? So when you put food on, on the table, when you make your choice about what the meal might be, you're saying that, so so for instance, if one of my kids doesn't like rice, which is true, which is a random food mm-hmm. not to like, but she doesn't, it's a texture thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And then another yeah. one doesn't mm-hmm. like chicken <laughs> and, I'm making, right. and I want to make like chicken curry over rice for dinner, what would you suggest? Like, so I need to put maybe a vegetable that they both love. Or like, yeah. So, well, I mean, in that case, you could still serve uh, the chicken, but make sure you could like separate it out. Like, I wouldn't put the chicken on the rice on each mm-hmm. one of their plates because one of them is going to be like, this rice is touching my chicken, and the other one's going to be like, this chicken is touching my rice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But you so can separate still it out. Meal because, at, right, at least one of them likes one of the foods, right? Yes. So, and then you could. To make it a balanced meal, you would maybe serve a um, a, a vegetable with it and then, you know, with some butter on it. And then maybe, you know, you could, let's say you had an extremely picky eater, your third child is like extremely picky and doesn't like any of that. You could also put on the table peanut butter and bread as an option for anybody if they wanted to eat it, could also have peanut butter and bread. Nice. So this is something that comes into play with extremely picky eaters um, where the family's like, I just want to make one meal. Well, you can make one meal, but because you have a picky eater, you also need to add an item that they're going to be okay with. Comfortable and, with, yeah. And so you can make it available to the whole family. It's part of the meal. It may not be a traditional meal, but it is a meal that works for your family. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you from having to like get down and go make a special thing. It also keeps that picky eater from thinking that they deserve a special meal mm-hmm. because they don't. They're part of the family. They yeah. get part of the family meal. And everyone is respected and honored at mealtime. But nobody, like, gets can just, like, get whatever they want. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I love that. And like you said, you've been through it yourself, so you're speaking from um, personal experience. But something that you've brought up that I also resonate with is um, just the postpartum anxiety and depression Um I definitely had anxiety after my first and I when I returned to work and I remember going to the grocery store and just trying to buy groceries for meals that week and having so much mm-hmm. just being overwhelmed 
and having so much anxiety yeah. that I like couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I could not yeah. think pr- through my list. Right. Um, right. And I mean, that's, that's huge. And so, like you said, moms are trying right. to provide nutrition for their body as they heal. Cause it's so important. And cause I focus more on the mother's healing. Right. Um, right. But I mean, we're also providing for our, our children and, that is mm-hmm. that is a big mental thing. So I, I love that um, you have a like a meal plan slash cookbook, right? For like simple meals. I do. Yeah, it's called Real Easy Weekdays, and it's meant to be like real easy, so you don't have to think. So this is how much. Um, this is not something I had thought about when I made it. So I actually made it last fall. My husband, my son was going to a new school. Um, we were kind of like entering a new phase. I was trying to quit my full-time job and do this full-time, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I don't, I don't work for fun. <laughs> like yeah. I need a, I need an income, right? So of I course. was like, yeah. well, I have to, I have to like, of course now I do work for fun, but also, you know, to support my family. So of I was course, like, yeah. okay, how am I going to quit my job? Well, I'm not going to quit my job until I have something coming in and that's, that's wise. Um, and, right. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to like, I basically have two full-time jobs now. My kid is going to a new school. I'm going to need to provide even more meals and snacks than I had before. How am I going to manage all this? Mm. I, my brain is like beyond, like, I don't have any time to think to meal plan. Like mm-hmm. I don't have any brain space for that. I can't even think anymore because I'm thinking all day long. Yes. And so I was like, you know what? If I sat down and I created a menu that would enable me to basically do the bare minimum that was still good and what would make it so I wouldn't have to think anymore, um, that would help me. And then so I'm making this menu. And then I thought, oh, I wonder if anybody else would like this. I mean, absolutely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just like threw it out there and it turns out many, 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 many people also wanted it. Right. Yeah. And so that's where real easy weekdays came from. It's basically like three meals, two snacks. You don't have to think about it. And, um, recent, well, like now that we're at home all the time, my husband and I are both working from home. And because of like COVID or just because? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Were you already the working co- from COVID, home? Definitely. I was. Yeah. Um, and even before I actually managed a remote team at my contracting um, okay. uh, company. So I was already working from home, but like two of us working from home with the kids. Like, yes, obviously stress levels have been extremely high. And one weekend when I normally would have, you know, planned the meals for the week, I was just, I was done. I was completely done. I may have had a, a bit of a breakdown and my husband oh, yeah. just pulled out to funny, funny story. He, he actually bought real easy weekdays on his own. And I happened to see the transaction. <laughs> and I was like, that's so weird. Like a Paul Anderson bought this. That's amazing. Heard, you know, I, I look and it's my husband. He bought it. You're like someone with the and, same name as my husband bought yeah. this. So no, it turns out it was my husband and then he printed it out and he put it in a little binder and then that day that I had the breakdown, he pulled it out. You know what? It took him a while because he hasn't planned the whole family menu before Yeah. for a week um, ever that I can think of because <laughs> that was always my thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he planned the entire week's meals and snacks and went grocery shopping 
and only asked me one question. He said, hey, I feel like we have pistachios, but I can't find them. Where are they? They were like hidden in the freezer somewhere. That was it. Oh I was my like, gosh. oh my gosh, this is a miracle product. <laughs> I already, I have not bought that yet. And right now I'm like, I have to buy this because, <laughs> no, but it's true. My husband is so helpful yeah. and he is willing to step mm-hmm. in and do anything. But I have to say that, I mean, I know, and every family's different, but for us, yeah. he is very willing to help, but I can't just, yeah. I'm still responsible for planning and knowing right. what to buy. Like he would go to the store for me, but he's like, I don't know exactly what you want, you know? Um, yeah, and then he'll right. help cook, but he's not going to know what to pull out and cook. Right. Right. So, or he's not going to know, like, what do you mean about like braising kale? Like what, <laughs> what is, what does that mean? But the real easy weekdays is like, do this, do this, cook this according to the package. And they're really easy meals. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, cause he hadn't, hadn't like done it before it definitely took him longer than it would have taken me but but you didn't have to think about it it. I didn't have to think about it and he didn't he and the other day he's done it and believe it or not he's done it three weeks in a row and like we've gone for a drive um to go hiking the past three weekends with the kids just to get them out and at Maryland we're only allowed out for essential travel and going hiking is allowed so he's just like brought his little binder along and planned out all the meals and snacks while I drove us. And he was like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. That's so great. Like you said, once you get in a rhythm, but yeah. that, that is so helpful because I know that as a mother, sometimes it takes more energy for me to help tell someone how to help me than it yes. does for me just to yeah. do it. And I think cooking or meal planning is yes. definitely one of those things. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's and awesome. So many of us are just like overwhelmed. I know one lady who bought it, she was so excited. She posted like a whole series of stories about it. Um, but she was like, you know, I've tried all these diets and I've tried all this thing, but like nothing was sustainable. And I'm just totally overwhelmed with like, how do I just like plan and shop for the week and not like pour my entire life into this? And yes. she was so excited that she found it um, because sometimes you just want somebody else to think for you. And, you know, people often will say, well, you know, one of the dinners wasn't something my family would like, and they just subbed in their their favorite easy meals. But yeah. anyway, I know this is not about real easy weekdays. I was just uh, no, I but- just been looking for someone to tell me. <laughs> tell how excited I was that my husband could like do all this with no input from me. No, that is really sweet. I absolutely love that. And I think that there's a huge value to that. Um, But that really is, again, about nutrition. And because that's the thing, practicality and like what's doable is a huge part of getting nutrition for Mm -hmm. both you, your family and your children. Um, we, We did Whole30 for a month, Um, not our kids necessarily, Uh but my husband and I did. And at the end, I was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> like it right. was, did I feel a little better? Yes. Did I, you know, but I, I, for me, I was like, I can't commit this much of my life to right. maintaining this eating style. Um, just how much yeah. time it took me in the kitchen to just purely chop all the vegetables. <laughs> I was like, right. I need to go to Costco and buy a huge thing of like pre-washed, pre-snapped, you know, like that's, that's yeah. the phase of life I'm in. Um, and that's. Right. It's hard. So, so as far as we'll we'll switch back, but I absolutely loved that tangent, by the way, because I think that's really important for moms to hear that they're not alone, and that planning nutrition. I think a lot of people don't do as much with nutrition for their children purely because they're overwhelmed at the idea. I completely agree, and you know what? I feel like it's better to put something on the table than nothing on the table, yes. and it's better to 
um, buy a box of of hamburgers that you serve like a couple times a month, like once or twice a month or whatever, and serve it with some lettuce and some tomatoes and, and a side salad or whatever and call it a day, then be like, oh my gosh, I didn't like do this. I didn't make these hamburgers by myself and I didn't do all these things. Like, you know, there's, yeah, you can't there's make everything level, from scratch. Like, yeah. Our, our lives are just very complicated now. And sometimes we have to use a little bit of convenience food. And sometimes we want to have that bag of nuggets in the freezer. Um, mm-hmm. And we just have to find that balance of like, what works for us? What can I do? What can I not do? And what's good enough right now? That's awesome. I love it. Um, so as far as, so we talked a little bit about kids who are younger. When you have toddlers or young children, and um, I'm trying to think as far as, we talked about schedule, which is still really helpful at that age. Um, but mm-hmm. what about when you try to get kids to try new foods, like the Daniel Tiger song, like <laughs> try new foods? Yeah. Might taste good. Yeah. That song. Yes. So how right, do you encourage no them? Effect on my, my, kids. my kids were like, <laughs> oh, it's so great that Daniel Tiger likes to try new foods. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would so, you give for moms who are wanting their kids to, I mean, say, say they have a kid who straight up says, I don't like any fruit. How do they – encourage that child well the first thing is to never give up don't don't like take a food out of your family's diet just because one person is like i'm never going to eat that because they say they never they're never going to eat it but you never know i mean my mom served spinach you know my entire growing up years and i remember hating it Mm -hmm. and now i love it right yeah so taste change over time and i always like to remind parents that you don't know how many exposures it's going to take your child before they go for it. If you have a picky eater, it might take a thousand exposures, in which case you got to get on it now because um, it takes a while to get a thousand exposures. And then you may have a kid who's like pretty adventurous, like, oh, I need food. I can try it. And that can, it's just a challenge over time. Um, the other thing is I don't ever remember, re- recommend pressuring a child to taste a food. That is a really, you know, whether your child is two or four or six or they're strong-willed or they're nervous or whatever, pressuring a child to taste a food is usually like the best of your efforts. Um, so I just recommend like, putting it on the table or if it can tolerate it, putting it on their plate and letting it be there. They don't have to eat it. You don't have to waste a ton of food. You can just put a very tiny little pinky nail sized portion on their plate or near their plate um, or just have it on the table and call it a day. They're getting an exposure. They may have a curiosity. They're going to see you eating it as long as you're eating as a family, as much as you can. Um, And obviously, as much as you can varies by family. But if you're making a priority to show them what it looks like to eat that carrot, they may mm-hmm. eventually want to taste the one off of your plate, of course, if they're younger. Mm-hmm. Or they may want to put it on their own plate if they're older. Yeah, we've tried to do that right now. My youngest is so far the pickiest. But I also have to admit that I let him eat stuff I did not let my other kids eat <laughs> at that yeah. age. But um, but I, like, for instance, my girls love raw bell peppers. And so we do a lot of those. Uh-huh. But I do always try to put like one bell pepper on his plate. And yeah. I'd say that 
six-eighths of the time he does not eat it, but every now and then he will, or he'll take a few bites and, you know. Um, right, so great. And, and what you're seeing is him learning to like it. Like, mm-hmm. kids take a while to learn to like something. And he, for whatever reason, may need more taste before he goes for it. I mean, my my second one is my picky one, and he, man, I was shocked that he wouldn't eat avocado. I was like, but I'm a dietitian. You have to eat avocado, my child. <laughs> do you, like, put in smoothies no. then? Do you ever do that? Do you Do you recommend people, like... I hate to use the word sneaking, but, like, do you recommend them putting the avocado into, like, brownies or smoothies or, well, you know what I mean? I mean, here's here's a couple things about sneaking. One, sneaking can really be, break trust. Um, two, it can really break trust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have a great example. So I generally don't eat food into other things um my kids will know about it i mean sometimes they'll make fruits and they don't necessarily know or ask what's in it now is it bad Um, for instance my daughter may not love to eat avocado but she sees me put it in the smoothie and she helps me right so that's that's not sneaking okay right so that's like a hidden food that she knows it's there and she's okay with that Mm -hmm. so um my son one of my sons does not like um mushrooms they are way slimy for him and they're really slimy for me too. And I don't really like them, but I had these extra mushrooms that were about to go bad last night and we were making tacos. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I small chopped up the mushrooms and put them in the taco meat before. And it was fine for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I did that again, except I think I forgot to like do it in the food processor. And so it was not as fine. And Mm -hmm. long story short, there were slimy chunks in the taco meat. Yum. Now, at dinner, my son said, what is this? Yeah. And I always mix beans in my taco meat, too. So there's, like, beans and meat, and there's, like, ground turkey, beans, and mushrooms. So I say that's called taco meat because he asked me what is in this. I should have been more specific with him. I should have said that's taco meat, and what is in it is turkey, beans, and mushrooms. Yes. Because then he got a slimy chunk later in the meal, and he looked at me with a betrayed look, and he's like, what is this? This is a mushroom. This is really slimy. And he was like, you need to pick it out of my he looked at me. You need to pick it out. He was, he was like outraged. Yeah, he was like, like "How dare he, you?" Yeah, it was like it was like a break of trust because he can usually trust me to be completely honest with what is in his food, and if he doesn't want to eat it, he knows he doesn't have to, and like all this stuff. But like this was like you put something in my food that I didn't know about, and now I have this really scary, nasty experience in my mouth. And he's very sensitive to like sensory experiences. And this was not okay with me. And I'm pretty sure he didn't touch his meat for the rest of the meal, whereas usually he would have been happy to eat it. Right. And so instead my, my reward for that was he ate tortilla chips for dinner um, (laughs) and some purple cabbage. Yeah. But I guess Uh, like you're saying for us to think of it as parents, and I know that like, like you've said, our job is to provide the food for the children, right? Like they're not completely in charge of their stuff. However, I know how scary it is for me to eat something. I don't know what's in it, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'm try, I'm okay trying things if I have an idea of what to expect or what's in it. But if, if people hid stuff in my food, I'd probably be a little freaked out too. So. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, think about it. If you, I mean, if you want to think extreme, like what if somebody had put 
some snails into this taco meat and they were slimy. I would have not been okay with that, right? <laughs> I, like, that would have been very disgusting. Not to mention slimy snail in my mouth, like, not okay. Um, and it was really the same thing for him. Like, he has already associated mushrooms as slimy and does not want that texture in his mouth. And I don't blame him. It's a weird te- – I don't like it either. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of and, mushrooms either. Yeah. So – I feel yeah. So so yeah. So I think I think we just need to be aware. They're not making up this like disgust. They're not this this fear and disgust about that picky eaters have of food. It's real. It's real, and they will do whatever they can to protect themselves from that. And we can do things like expose them and play with food. I have a a beta food play guide out that people are really enjoying. Nice. It's just like, hey, how can we have like fun? playful experiences with food as we learn to like them. I like that. And, yeah. A positive um, spin on it yeah. rather than you have yeah. to eat this. Um, right. And it totally changes. Like even, even my picky eater will, um, will try foods that he's never seen before because he knows he doesn't have to. He knows that, you know, we just kind of have a culture of trying foods now. And he knows that he, can always say no and we're not gonna be like oh but you have to you know what I mean mm-hmm. so he's in charge of that but then also you're in charge of what's in your house and what the options are basically yeah exactly um, yeah so I feel like I do a thing as a parent with my children that probably is not the best I'm gonna admit to it and ask your opinion and it's okay <laughs> for you to be like mm, I don't like that or I do or whatever and and then I would love to hear but we I think the reason we do it is it worked so well with our firstborn, but the whole concept mm-hmm. of you need to say, say they have four pieces of broccoli on their plate. I might be like, if my daughter's like, I want to be done. I'd be like, well, if you finish two of those four pieces, then that would be enough for you to get dessert. So we do like a eat this to get this. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I've heard, I'm assuming you may not be behind that. Can you talk to me about that? Sure. So what we see when, when, and this is why it works so well, right? Um, when we hold up anything as a reward, it, and the more we use it, it becomes more of a reward and more of a focal point. Mm-hmm. So we could do this with anything that we want to be the reward. Um, it works especially well with like sweets and stuff. Yeah. So when we say you need to eat two more bites of broccoli to get your ice cream. What we're saying is ice cream is better than broccoli, mm-hmm. and therefore, you just need to get past this broccoli to get this ice cream. So, of course, you know, not all, but many kids will be like, fine, I'll eat two bites of broccoli. But then, when they're presented with broccoli later, a year later, um, like, what do I get for they're, it? Kind of? <laughs> they're, they're more likely to like it less and to eat less on their own. Because they're like, yeah. dude, I already know that that is, must not be worth eating because my parents have to bribe me to eat it. Yeah, no, I hear and, you. Yeah, what I find is that that's actually one of the um, most powerful things that parents do that keep their kids picky. And it's not that your kids do eat a variety, but for some parents, they're really struggling to get their kids to eat. And they feel like the only way that they can do that is by bribing them with dessert. And the problem is, is in the end, it often has the opposite result of what you're going for. Because what I want is when my kid gets like grows up, I really want them to 
choose a balanced diet on their own because they know it feels good and it is what their body needs and they understand variety and they understand how to enjoy ice cream just for what it is. But I don't want them to go to college and just eat ice cream and not eat broccoli. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And because I know, yes. they're so like fixated. And that's the other thing. A lot of parents come to me, like my kids are fixated on dessert. They're demanding it all day. They're asking for treats all day. And then they'll say things like my kid is addicted to sweets. Um, but what I find is there's usually some sort of like people who are saying, oh, sweets are so wonderful. And every time they, they have the sweets, they're like, this is such a treat. And they make this big deal out of it. And then they use it as a bribe. Then they do all these things. And the next thing you know, the kid is like totally dessert obsessed and totally uh, not into broccoli. And then the parents are like, the kid is addicted. I'm like, well, probably not. They're probably just, um, uh, there's, they're probably just confused about what is really important and what is not. Yes. No, that's, I love that. Um, and to be fair, that is something I've been like, we need to do better about that. Um, so, but yeah, so two things. One thing that we definitely do the please eat this to have this, which we need to stop. But I, I will say one thing that I'm glad that we do um, is also when it comes to vegetables or we have a lot of conversations. I felt like I was raised on a pretty healthy diet, but especially as I got older, mm-hmm. I did not understand nutrition and what was good for me. Um, so right. one of the things I'm aiming to do with my children is, is just like we talked about, and I saw one of your posts about this where it's like, green vegetables help this or right. Like different, like talking to them about why. So my kids, we talked about, they named fruits and vegetables and meat and things. And we talked about like what they do for your body. And so basically like, I'm not just asking you to eat your broccoli because I want you to eat your broccoli. It's because it actually is going to help you. Um, and we kind of talk through how, so that's, that's good. Um, but so if someone is used to doing the bad thing, like I do, not bad, but like the, the thing that can cause more challenges, right? Cause I will admit that as yeah. we have done that, yes, my kids sometimes finish their dinner to therefore have dessert, but also my kids right. ask for dessert a lot. Um, yeah. and definitely like they definitely seem, they're the children that are like, can we please, and my youngest the most, cause I've definitely let him eat more sweets than I did with my first two when they were younger. Um, so if you are the gift of the third (laughs) I know, right. (laughs) He gets away with more than the other ones did. Um, but so to turn that around, if, um, if you're going to have dessert later, right. If you have dessert for the family and the kids Mm -hmm. don't eat their dinner or don't want to, but they do want dessert. How do you suggest handling that? What do you, Sure. So I recommend um, treating dessert as any other food in some senses and not in others. So I found the quickest way to take dessert off of a ped- off of the pedestal at home mm-hmm. is to serve it with dinner, a small child-sized portion with dinner on the side, and they can choose whenever they want to eat it. Um, and what that does is it says this food is the same as all the other foods on your plate. Mm-hmm. The only exception with dessert is that there's no seconds available. And so if they say, oh, I want more ice cream, you say, well, there's no more available for this meal. We'll have more tomorrow mm-hmm. or whatever, whenever you're going to have dessert next. And I mean, some people might choose to have dessert every single dinner. I personally don't want to have to think about dessert every single dinner. So I, we don't, but we have it fairly frequently. And um, it just kind of helps 
that off the pedestal, you know, mm-hmm. like I've seen my kids eat their whole dinner before they eat dessert. I've also seen them eat dessert first. And the reason you want to serve a child-sized portion is you don't want it to be so much food that they are not going to be hungry for dinner at all. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, because one of the, when we kind of say you have to eat your dinner to get dessert, kids, they haven't really had enough experience to know, like, am I full? Am I hungry? Like, I just want to eat dessert. So then the whole meal, they're like fixated on dessert. But we yeah. want them to like get used to the taste and flavors and experience of what they're eating right now. Mm-hmm. So if you put that dessert on the table ahead of time, they're not going to eat past their fullness just to get dessert, which they will just like the rest of us. Um, they're not, they're not going to not eat dinner to like one of my kids would just like not eat. And then, cause he knew dessert was coming because yes. he's like, well, I don't even want this because I know a dessert is coming. And so I I love, 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 love serving dessert with a meal. Like if they're, you know, like a after a holiday like Halloween or Easter or whatever, when there's a lot of candy around, I will often serve a piece of candy with the dinner for the next few nights until they kind of lose interest mm-hmm. where the candy is gone. And then it's just there. It's like... And yeah, they, they're like, oh, candy, you know, but we don't make it a big deal. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you have candy. Um, and then they enjoy it and they decide what to eat. And now that that's our norm, and it, ha- it, it has been our norm for quite some time, many years, um, I can also say, hey, we're going to have dessert after dinner. And it's no big deal to them because they, we've already established yeah. uh, this trust of like, yeah, it's, it's, it, we don't have dessert ever. We don't have ice cream every night, so that's exciting in that sense. But otherwise, um, we're not going to make a big deal of it. I'm not going to like force them to eat a certain amount. If I could, don't eat dinner. I would still give them dessert. Because um, okay. I do feel like my my youngest yeah. right now. If I put well, he does this even with applesauce. So if I put some vegetables and some meat and some beans and some applesauce on a plate for a meal, he will eat the applesauce. And then be done right. with the f- meal, like, right? And I'm like, ah. so sometimes, so sometimes what I would do in the past is I would put the other things because he also likes them, so he will mm-hmm. eat those, and then I put the applesauce out, and so then, but I see exactly what you're saying as far as thinking the long game, basically, instead of the short game. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Right. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I'm excited to try end, that. Sometimes I think it's helpful to think, okay, when my kids leave home what am I hoping for? And I realize I may not have complete control over it, but what am I at least shooting for here? Well, I'm hoping that I'm going to have a kid who like understands a little bit about moderation, can listen to when he's hungry or full. I say he, because I have two boys. Um, I want him to be able to listen to when he's hungry and when he's full. So he's not eating too much and he's not eating too little and he's eating a variety of foods because he understands that Mm -hmm. his body needs them. He understands what they do in his body. And he also has this, this, he's not like fixated on, on um, ice cream or whatever, because I haven't spent a ton of time making a really big deal out of those foods. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, our kids are going to grow up and they're even once they start school, you know, they go to school and kids, there are so many crazy messages already, even in kindergarten. My oh, kid was like, is absolutely. this healthy? I'm like, who's talking to you about healthy and not healthy food when you're five? Oh, um, I mean, so my daughters, but, you know, my daughters came home. She's um, so pre-K and first. And the one in first was like, I was told, and I have like 
I mean, she, she, she literally was like, I was told that cheese has fat in it and that so, so I shouldn't oh eat God. it. And I'm like, first of all, why oh did I know? And I said, first of all, who told you that? And she told me just another kid in her class who has like older siblings, you know? And uh-huh. um, yep. but then I was like, well, why do you think fat's bad? Like, if she, like why do you, why are you thinking that that's negative? And she was like, and so we yeah. just had to talk about the fact that like, because then my little string bean of a four year old at the time was like, oh, I shouldn't eat cheese, it's fat. And I'm like, oh my girl, gosh. I was like, girl, you need some fat, and you're like, so we were talking about how like fat can yeah. actually be really good for you, and so mm-hmm. just trying to have those topics. But yeah, kids hear a ton of that, and. Um, them going to school, I've been surprised, and I feel like I'm pretty laid back about sweets in our household. Um, mm-hmm. But they were consuming so many sweets that I was like, "Whoa!" So yeah. it's it is an interesting thing to balance all of that. And like you said, I think the best thing is to demonstrate it at home and starting mm-hmm. at a young age, right? Right. Yeah, the best you can. I don't feel like it's ever really too late. I mean, even adults learn new eating habits. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, if we start early, all the better. But if if we come into this and our kids are already three and five, I feel like there's this pressure of like, oh, you missed the window. Too bad for you. Mm. And it's not like that. You can still instill good habits in your three and five-year-old. You could still start now. Absolutely. You can still start when your kid is five. Uh, five and seven or seven and 10 or whatever, you know, you can, I mean, teenagers are notorious for like trying out new eating patterns and trying out new ways of doing things. So I don't think, I don't think we should ever think, oh, I lost it, but certainly there's no reason to think, oh, I should put this off. Like the earlier, the better for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually, I think about myself, I got a lot healthier um, when I had to go dairy free with my daughter because of an allergy when I was nursing her. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I had to try, I actually didn't like avocados before and I didn't like, so Mm -hmm. basically I had to, dairy is definitely part of my life again, but, um, but there are a lot of new foods I tried that I now keep into my diet on a regular basis. I mean, I think I was an adult before I ever tried, like by adult, I mean, like, like professional in my work field, <laughs> like right. um, before I ever tried quinoa um, or Brussels sprouts, like there are certain things that were not in my house that I have tried as an adult that I love that have a lot yeah. of nutrition. So yes, absolutely. So never too late. And I say the same thing with physical yeah, I don't healing. Think it's never too late. Yeah. I say the same thing for sure about, yes, it's great to heal right after you've had a baby, but you can do corrective exercises and learn about your body's anatomy and health at any point in your life. It's not like you've missed your window. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, Jennifer, and it th- doesn't, it's yeah. not like, well, I was just going to say like, just because you missed some sort of optimal window that someone, you know, talked mm-hmm. about, it doesn't negate the value of that Brussels sprout you just ate now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that is still a good Brussels sprout right now that you ate. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for, um, all of your amazing tips, and I love the resources that you have for moms. And I'm gonna have to get your um, roll easy weekdays as well, because that sounds like that is just something I think most moms could benefit from right now. Um, but thank you for your posts and your uplifting messages. And I just, like I said, I love how practical and applicable everything is. So, um, well, thank you so much, Jenna. It's been yeah. wonderful to chat. 
So if you guys are interested in learning more about some of the things that Jennifer has to offer, right now she just put out something that's called a picky eater guide for your kids, and it's absolutely free. It's 14 pages, and so we will have the link um, with the podcast, so look below, but you can also find it at bit.ly.com slash tryitguide. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any physical therapy questions for us, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Feel free to send us messages or also visit us at healathomemoms.com and we'll see you next time.